Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ramble Reacts. Michael Keaton scored a peach and Spurs were shite again. It's Tuesday, 4th of April. I'm Marcus Speller. And I'm Luke Moore. Welcome, one and all, to Ramble Reacts. Everton won, Spurs won. Luke Moore, I have to be honest... After, I don't know, about 55 minutes, I thought to myself, this is go- this is going to be a pretty, pretty piss-poor football ramble react, if I'm honest with yeah, you. Yeah, so no, I thought, here we go again, yeah, we're for another stinker. We're going we're gonna to be scratching around what to talk about. and then... Get the party games out. <laughs> and then, oddly, Spurs kind of did us a solid. But I They'll say, do oh, that. Well... <laughs> But when I say they did as a Very solid... Very generous of spirit. They did as a solid by being bloody awful. Yeah. Um, they allowed Everton back into the game and the, I didn't want the game to end. No, it was it was definitely one of those games where you were thinking, I could do... The, from, from where we started off, although mm. I probably... Dive, I diverged from you a little bit because I thought it was actually played... The first half was played 
with admittedly poor quality, particularly in terms of mm. the final ball, the final finish, or whatever. But it was still played at a reasonable tempo. There's a bit of energy. We'll have a go. You'll have a go. There's a bit of energy in it. Fine. Yeah. Um, but but I did not think yeah. we'd be in the situation we were come five minutes to go. I mean, it was it exploded from nowhere, um, and it was it was a great watch in the end. It was fantastic to to see the final the final stanza, all sorts going on to the point of where we'd have to struggle to fit it all in. But I'm sure we'll manage it. Well, yes. Let's start with Michael Keane. It's called an absolute peach. It's one of those ones where you see him setting himself to to shoot, and you think, eh, I I don't know what the stats are, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't score many of them. Um, yeah. And I know I had to go back to find when he scored one that wasn't basically a header from a corner, and the one the only thing I could find was him scoring one for England under twenty ones. Yeah, hey, come on, he did score for England, I think, away in Montenegro. Okay, but I it can't... wasn't like that. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a header from a corner, I think. Um, it, 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 what was so great about it was, is, is, as I say, you see him shape to shoot, and when he when he lets it fly and it smashes yeah. in the back of the net, it is yeah. a proper eruption in the stadium. Oh, That's sometimes that. overused, but like everybody's up. It's just, it's, it, 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 in fact, if I was off my seat, it was just like that is that is exactly why we watch football. Is you can it watch. Was, it was kind of like an Everton version of the Vincent Company goal. But it yeah. only saved a point against Spurs at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is basically the difference between Everton and Man City. But the way that the way that Michael Keane wound his body up for that, yes. it's like his whole body was screaming in body language. I have simply never done this before. Well, yes, but it, do and you know it worked. what? I've I've been racking my brains as you were saying that, thinking I'm sure that there was one because they mentioned it on commentary, and he did score uh, a lovely one for Everton in a three-two win versus Palace at the end of last season. Right. So, in which case, I can only apologise to Michael Keane and his family. Well, I think we've done him a disservice because clearly this is a regular thing. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he's known for him. Um, I, I also, um, I also enjoyed um, Sky Sports making him watch his goal live on TV. I like. There's that. no chance they're getting Ben White to do that. <laughs> this is way too much football he's for me. Like, What's what? going? Oh, hurry up! What are you about to show me? <laughs> nah. No, 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 no. <laughs> You told me it was um, you told me it was fat kid on moped on YouTube, <laughs> and now I'm watching this bloody football nonsense. I'm fucking fed up of it. Ben, it's only it's only thirty seconds. I don't fucking care. Yeah, he, he isn't. Um, but it was it was a beauty, absolute it was beauty. A, it's a fitting finish to a game that built and built yeah. and built. Incident became two incidents, became three incidents, became a great crescendo, yep. and uh, it was uh, it was a beauty. It actually turned out that the ends did justify the means because the second half was a ripper. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, it was it was fairly sort of boring stuff uh, early on in the second half. And then Adulai Decorey was sent off in the second half for putting his hand in Harry Kane's face. And I, do you know what? I thought he'd given him a little, a little jab, like a proper little punch when I first saw it. I thought, bloody hell, you, you don't see that. And of course, we yeah. really don't want to see that on the football pitch, do we, Luke? Um, but exactly. I think it was off the pitch. It was off the side of the pitch. Oh, After okay. The, well, you know what gone, I mean. So. But then I saw it again, and it was it was like it's ascending off, uh, as as yeah. the rules do state. Um, Kane was then booked. I thought, was he booked for diving? Because obviously he went down, and I thought that would <laughs> have been quite nice. You, you've got to go. That is a red card, but Harry, you have really, really <laughs> overdone that there. So you know that would have been. No, I think I think Kane was booked for the initial kind of coming together. Yeah, and then. I couldn't really work out at the time what Sean Dyche was complaining about. And but to be fair to Dyche, after the game in the post-match interview, he said that, you know, fair enough, it was a red card and it's annoying because he didn't think the passage of play needed to go that way mm. and that Decore should have been in more control. And so I guess he was just frustrated with 
Abdullah Dekora and not with the referee himself. Because like sometimes it's baffling to watch players and managers complain about things that are basically dictionary definition violent conduct, <laughs> which is what that was. I mean, it's not a difficult decision for the referee to make that. No. Um, and, then, and then it kind of felt like... What was really interesting about it is you said that the first half was boring. It was an even first half. I mm. thought Damari Gray was quite busy. I thought it was a cool first half in the way because it did ebb and flow, as I said, and it had something of a tempo with it. Uh-huh. And each team did probe a bit without having a huge amount of quality. But the second half was obviously a huge amount better. Uh, and then what was really interesting about it was, you know, Spurs get really a couple of things handed to them on a plate, right? You think Everton away from home, under the lights, good at some part, the, the, the atmosphere is going to be pumping, yet they get a man advantage, and then they get a really clumsy penalty, oh which Kane, Kane dispatches. Yeah. And you think, right, they're on their way now. Um, and then they completely rescinded any control of the game uh, whatsoever from that moment on. It was bafflingly odd. It was. And and Spurs have meant, at times this season, their second half performances, they've been a little better. Yeah. And they've, they've kind of done enough to get over the line because, you know, the, the, the league table doesn't lie. They're the fourth best team at the moment in the Premier League. <laughs> you um, can't even get that out. Which is a stain on the Premier League, let's be honest, this season. But, it's uh, a stain on everything we hold dear. <laughs> just, I, think that's an, I think that's the Spurs currently the fourth best team in the Premier League. I think is the worst thing to happen to this country since Brexit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, if we're going to enter I the I think it's the worst politics. thing that happens since, since Donald Trump's state visit to the UK. There- <laughs> In a way, Spurs sitting in fourth in the Premier League is the the football equivalent of that big inflatable Donald Trump thing that someone put up in that crowd when he visited the UK as president. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I, 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 I can't. I, I'm struggling to think of anything worse, to be honest with you. But um, I mean, look, Manchester United do have two games in hand on them, and they are yeah, they're in the mix as well. Um, but going back to the match, yeah, you're right. Everton seemed to play better with ten men. It was, it, as everybody would have made the um, observation as well. It was like Spurs had gone down to ten men, and they thought to themselves, "Let's play deep. Let's play compact. We're not going to concede." And of course, the goal was an absolute beauty. So you know, it took something not special. Space opened up for him, though. Yeah, but it, it took something. Um, it took something special to, to get one past them, but. <laughs> It, it was quite remarkable because, okay, if you thought, if, you, if you're Spurs, you think to yourself, right, okay, let's let's play deep. They've got 10 men and they're going to th- throw people forward and then we'll catch them on the break. I can see that. Not yeah. uh, it, It's not probably what you'd want to do when you're the better side, lest we forget, and you are a man up on them. You've got, you've got a man advantage. But that is some kind of a tactic, okay? Yeah. I, I just do not get it with Spurs. I don't understand what the what they're trying to do, and I know Conte's gone. But let's be honest; it, this will still be it, this is still Conte's side. You know, one gets yeah, still just without the abuse. He <laughs> just, just removed the abuse. He's not being shouted at as much. True, but Stellini has a very tough face, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But I mean, he's not going to have the same impact. Like, was it? Is it if you're you put, a fan is, of saying it, that that when um, I forget who the player Andrew was now, Pierlo. but he said that when Conte talks to you, his words assault you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I, I I just I just don't know what what they're about. What um, it looks like, Marcus, to me, is it looks a bit like they're they're the 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 result of a team who have been managed up until last week by a, a manager who has really just mentally checked out of it, and 
he's sticking to everything that he's always done, like three at the back and, and yeah. playing with trying to play with wide players and, and really just chucking the good forward players on and hoping them they'll do something. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. I mean, when you when you looked at Spurs' performance, it it was a bit like well, we've got Harry Kane yeah. and we've got like Kulisewski and although Son's having a really poor, quiet season by his own standards, sometimes he'll do something mm. and that, that, that'll do. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's, it's not, it's not really yeah. anything coherent, is it? And, no. And so, but the thing is, when you go a goal up away from home and you're against 10 men, there's nothing wrong with just trying to keep the ball a bit. No. The problem is, I don't think that Spurs also in the kind of, in the, in the kind of defensive half of their team, if you like, mm-hmm. have also got players that make amazing decisions that often. Mm. I think like Christian Romero isn't is always someone who, although he's a good player and technically very good and, and has got all the physical attributes, he's a player who will make his own team rescind control because he'll do something stupid. Yeah. Like he kind of threatened to do it when he got booked. He, he overran the ball and then had to go in for a late tackle and got booked for it. And then just before that, he took the ball from Lloris, which is a bit of a hospital pass, but rather than just lump it, yeah. he tried to be a bit clever and almost gave the ball away about 12 yards out from goal. And then Hoiberg had a massive pop at him. And he thought, they're not in control here. They don't yeah. ever really feel like they're in control. And then I thought Pedro Porro is obviously a really highly rated player and, and looks like he'd probably find his feet at some point. He makes odd decisions. You know, yeah. there was a position, I think it was before Spurs scored, where they were building and building and it looked like they were kind of exerting some pressure on Everton. They had quite a lot of the ball in Everton's final third. And then Porro just takes the ball and he's got a player overlapping him. He's got two players at the far post. I think it was Son and Kane, who aren't a stranger to scoring goals at the far post, Mm. slashes one over the bar, relieves all the pressure off. Then Pickford just goes and takes 30 seconds to take a goal kick and the whole thing's reset. You know, they don't really make decisions all around the pitch, which mean they can build in that way because they're just a bit rash, I think. No, you're right. And and that kind of feeds into the point because if you think about it, most of the sides in the Premier League, or certainly in in the top half, if if they're playing a tar- aside, and the team goes down to ten men, you know what they're, you know what they're going to do. They, you know what advantages they're going to try and seek. You think, ah, right, they're going to get it wide to such and such, and he's going to have more room, and he's going to burn it down there or whatever. Or they're going to be aggressive. They're going to get those balls up to Ivan Tony, for example. If it was Brentford with a one man, they're going to go or even. Gonna give it to whoever's playing against Trent Alexander Arnold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we, we know what they'll do because we know what their strengths are, and you think yes, they will just amplify that because like, that's 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 what you're going to do. Whereas again with Spurs, from what we've just said, how do they respond? to going a man up, if you see what I mean. Mm. And Everton were brilliant. Everton pressed them. There were times when... There was a few yeah, times, wasn't really there? really went after it, didn't they? Yeah, there, there was a few times where, um, you know, the Lloris was playing a short pass out in the back and people were getting caught or potentially caught. And, it, it, and so what, what does that make? The crowd suddenly are up for it. It went so flat for at Goodison when Kane scores that goal. And you think, right, lads, 22 minutes to go. Kane scores on 68 minutes. Tottenham, see this game out. Mm. As you say, knock it about. You're still very much in the top four race. I mean, if they play like this, they're not going to finish in the top four, which would be pretty damning for that football club. Um, financial, Finance-wise, trying to get a new manager, da di da da even more pressure um, uh, on, 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 on Kane potentially leaving. And yet, they invite Everton on, they bugger it up, the crowd are up for it, and you think, you, you have... 
you have played this so, so badly. And then Lucas Mora comes on and thinks, well, don't worry, lads, I'll help I'll out here. I'll sort it out. And, yeah, and, I'll sort it out. <laughs> a horrendous tackle. Yeah. Absolutely A straight red all day long. He was on for five bleeding minutes. Great cameo. <laughs> It's a, it's a great camera. I mean, I've forgotten fact all about him. Like he's absolutely rotting at Spurs at well at the moment. Like <laughs> he just appears on the bench for every game, yeah. and every time he gets brought on, I think people are just like, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah, yeah. He he, he stamped on that Michael Keane ankle mm. like his hero Bolsonaro stamped on people's <laughs> voting rights in Brazil, oh, and um, oh, and it was just it was just an incredible cameo to watch, and mm. and in a way, you know, it sums up a bit what's happening to Spurs at the moment, right? They they seem to have everything in their favour as far as they've got a great stadium, they've got a great training ground, they've got um, you know, a, a huge, you know, a huge footprint as a club really, and they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of doing all the stuff off the pitch quite well, yet they just find themselves incapable of not shooting themselves in the foot. And this game was that in microcosm really. Like we said, rescinded control, Mora comes on, does his thing Fine, it's a worldie from Keane. Like you, you, yeah. you don't expect that to happen. Fine, I understand that, but it's no more than Everton generally deserved. Mm. Like, and it could have been worse for Spurs. Actually, I mean, well, they were pushing, they were pushing for a winner. Yeah, um, and and so it, it ends up going from just being a regulation, super forgettable Monday night one nil away win mm. against a struggling side, mm. and then they end up coming out of there lucky to have the shirt on their back and lamenting what could have been. Um, and it's great. It's a great momentum builder for, or a further build of momentum yeah. for Everton. I think starting to look a lot more coherent under Dyche and feel a bit like they're now all pulling in the same direction, which of course is one of the major problems under Lampard. I think. Yeah. So Everton now up to fifteenth, which does mean they're only one point above the relegation zone, of course. So that is Crazy a big point. Season. Big point. There's basically no mid table, is there? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and so. Everton, you know, you saw the scenes of celebration at the end of the game and, and the atmosphere. Point like that, it gets you going. It gives you such confidence, gives you such a good mood. You lose that game 1-0 and and you have one of um, your starters, you know, now with a three-match ban. Yeah. Unless they give him um, some more, but I would imagine it would just be the standard three matches. Uh, yeah. That's a dampener, even though, because, you know, the commentators were saying, Dyche will be really pleased how his team has done with 10 men. Well, absolutely, would have been. But instead of going, oh, yeah, you know, we lost the game, but this, that and the other, well, he sits there and goes, well, we'll tell you what, we didn't lose the game. And our man, you know, Dyche said that he wanted uh, more goals from his defenders. So there you go. Maybe that was what was in Keane's head. He thought, I've got a chance to shoot here. I don't want to let the gaffer down. Yeah, he also said (laughs) after the game, he also said that um, he picked Michael Keane because he's been training with clarity. Right. Which I thought I don't know what that means, yeah. but I, he gave away the penalty, good. didn't he, Keen? He did. Yeah, yeah, so yeah it, was, it was a sloppy one. Not much um, clarity there, but you could say he found exactly. it exactly. But Keane said, didn't he? He said that you know I was determined. It's actually quite a nice quote. He said I was determined not to let that define mm. my game. You know, I really wanted to make sure I tried to put it right. Yeah. And um, normally, when players resort to just banging the ball from miles out, <laughs> it doesn't tend to work that well. No. Uh, but it did work for for old Keno then. It did. Yeah. I mean, I think you could sum up the whole. Spurs thing by saying Spurs uh, drop two points against a poorer side and looked very very flat but Harry Kane now has 250 goal involvolvements in the Premier League <laughs> and that's all you know it's ever going to be that's all it's ever going to be you're praising Kane Kane's done something yeah. there he is look at his stats um, 
and I'm not saying Kane was particularly brilliant tonight. I thought he was, like, you know, one or two chances in the first half he, he may have done better with. But that's it, isn't it? All the, yeah. the only positive stats really that come out of Tottenham are what Harry Kane's done. And, and Harry Kane gets a, um, a prize for that 250 goal involvement <laughs> in the Premier League, and it's um, it's a pair of uh, Paratici's AirPods. <laughs> You get a pair of uh, Paratici's um, iPhone, Apple iPhone uh, headphones. Oh, yeah. So probably, it's a nice little bonus for him. Probably give to brother Charlie to put in his office with that motorbike. Yeah. Cle- clean them out first. Yeah. Don't <laughs> what's left of them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Hello, I am Sven Goran Eriksson, and you are listening to the Football Ramble. But when I mean, what of Spurs sort of you know bigger picture stuff? Um, on Friday, it was announced that Tottenham's managing director Fabio Paratici had agreed to take on an immediate leave of absence from his duties at the club in view of FIFA's decision to ban him from football. Um, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem like <laughs> it doesn't seem like. <laughs> It was anything that he could agree to, really. I'm going then. No, we told you that. We told you that. Yeah, amazing. What 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 an agreeable fellow. I just I just love the idea of him that coming through and him just being in the office, just slapping his thighs. Right, that's me then. 
It was it leave of absence, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we call it gardening I'll, leave? I'll, I'll, I'll probably pop off. Yeah, I think that's how he's that's that's how he's told his mates in the pub. Yeah. People have put me on gardening leave. No, they yeah. haven't. No, they haven't. Oh yeah, shame. It's a sh- it is a shame for him. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's it is pending the result of his appeal against the ban. Yeah. With the hearing due on nineteenth of April. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just loved the statement he did. I was so gutted I wasn't on the ramble after I read that statement. And the next morning, right, see you later. It was like, I'm, I'm, leading, I'm leading the club's charge to finding a new manager. No, you're not. Next morning, see you later. Why is that? you got a world ban. Yeah. What, everywhere. I can't even operate. Yeah, it, always, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of that. Um... Can I work from home? No, it's a world ban. Yeah, you can in another sport. <laughs> It, it reminds me of that earliest Hemingway quote: "Always, um, always um, insist on doing the thing sober that you said you'd do drunk. It'll teach you, it'll teach you to keep your mouth shut." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh dear. Well, um, there's been suggestions that Daniel Levy is intimidated by a Paratici's footballing knowledge, which might be why he hadn't acted more decisively. I, I find all this. I, I mean, mean, if that's that pathetic, is, isn't it? well, it is. If that's, if that is true, you think about Levy. You mentioned the how he. Um, acted when Jose Mourinho was around in that Spurs Amazon. Well, that's, that's the only thing that makes me think it might be true. Because you, yeah. you hear that on its face and you yeah, go, that's yeah, ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a massive figure at a massive club. I mean, he's overall, the job he's done is, you know, all the rest of it. But, but you saw him on um, All or Nothing, the way he behaved around Mourinho. And it was a bit fanboyish. It was a bit mm. embarrassing to watch at times. Yeah. No, so I, it could I, be true. Well, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him, but I mean, it, it does. It does. But do you seem... reckon that Paratici is just making up players' names and Levy doesn't know, and so he's just getting he's like he's, he's sending them on wild goose chases for players that don't exist. Yeah, maybe it's just grainy YouTube footage. I can't really see what he's doing, but I'm sure you're right. Um, Levy on the phone to UEFA. Give him a ban. He's winding me up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get him out. Give him a ban. It was FIFA, we should say, not UEFA. Oh, sorry. Get yeah. your governing bodies right. For sorry, I get loud. Yeah, it was funny, isn't it? I know you mentioned um, obviously the situation at Chelsea and and Nagelsmann on the ramble. I mean, that would just be classic situation for Spurs, wouldn't it? If they're interested in Nagelsmann and Chelsea, yeah. going, eh, I think we'll take it from here. Well, there's talk that that's talk that's why they pulled the trigger on on, on Potter because they thought yeah. that there's you know there's a, a decent manager or two available. And they don't mm. want to miss out on them. But my, I mean, I don't know if you want to start talking about Chelsea now or not. But if you do, I um I. Don't really know if the, if you're a manager who's just come off the back of managing Bayern Munich, yeah. you know the reason you've left is a little bit controversial, I suppose, and you're still quite young and still making your way in the game. I think this position at the moment for Julian Nagelsmann feels like he has to take his next move very, very carefully mm. because you know he wants to rebuild his reputation. Yeah. Um, and going to Chelsea at the moment, I, I think you'd be quite mad to go there with what's everything that's going on well, do you trust you the owner to make right yeah, decisions yeah, do you yeah, yeah. are you are you in any way convinced you yeah. can take that squad and make it manageable and make it coherent it's a really big ask I said on the show yesterday mm. I think that's tougher even for someone like Ancelotti who's known as this superstar oh. whisperer yeah. it's, it'd even be tough for him so he's got to be careful there no I agree with you I think if you're someone like Nagelsmann despite the fact that Bayern have just let you go your stock's high let's be honest and if you're looking at the situation at Chelsea and Tottenham, now Tottenham do have Stellini in there with Ryan Mason as assistant, you, you would surely have to say at this stage of the season, if they really want you, which I, I would have thought both of those clubs would really want him there, yeah. you'd have to use that as, as, as leeway and go, 
no, I'm not ready. I want to rest. And, you know, take a moment, go over, watch some games or turn on the telly. If you can find, because you can watch the three o'clock kickoffs outside of this country, you'll be yeah. fine. And, and then say, but as soon as the season finishes, I'll arrive then because you'll have the summer to have a, have put your plans in place. You want a whole preseason, all that kind of stuff before you start playing football. You go in either of those clubs now, you're you're on a hiding to nothing. Like what can you do? Yeah. They're both they're both both of those. You you could argue maybe you, you might get a little bit more of a tune out of the Chelsea players because you know I, I don't think they're too sort of browbeaten. I just think that they've just been. I don't know, it's just not work with Potter. And I think the Spurs players could do with a, you know, a few weeks in the Caribbean or something. But I, th- I think you'd be mad um, to <laughs> go in there. I, 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 totally think, I, think, I think maybe the, the counterpoint to what we're saying about the Chelsea thing may be that Nagelsmann might think, look, this season's a write-off. I get in there. I get loads of time to work out what's, what it's all about, what the players are like. I can't really be held accountable for what happens this season. Yeah. Uh, you think you know, Bowley wouldn't be quite that trigger-happy with such a big manager, given how much... How you know how how difficult this season's been? Then he gets a full pre-season, mm. then he can really go. But he, he's at the very least wanting to be looking for big assurances from the ownership and from the structure there that he can make the decisions he needs to make. Yeah. Because Potter looked like a rabbit in the headlights, like for most of the yeah, time. Yeah. And I don't even mean that as a criticism of him necessarily. I just think that anyone would have found it really tough. So the irony being that Chelsea will think, oh, we need to go and get a superstar manager now. Yeah. It might well be the way they're behaving might make that really tough. Like. It may not, but it but it may do. Is it? I know he's seventy six, and I know his last few jobs in football were assistant at Australia, technical director at Curacao, China under twenty one manager. But is it is it time for Gus Hiddink again? <laughs> I couldn't even tell what the career it was from that <laughs> from those mentions. We, we've we've said we've the rambles nailed its colours to the mast. We mm. want Jose. Oh, we do. We really. I can't want that enough. I really there was a brilliant video of Jose um, the other day when um, Roma, he's about to bring a sub on. I saw that. I, for, I forget who it was, but he's yeah. about to bring a sub on. And um, and as he's doing it, it's yeah. a split screen video and, and Roma score. Yeah. And he stops giving the instructions the sub and just gives him a little kind of shrug and says, I'm sorry about that, but go and sit back down again. Yeah. It was really nice. It was a really good video. And you know who was um, at that game? Who you, who was at that game? Andy? Your friend of mine, Andy Brassel. Of course he was. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's Kaiser, he was, he Kaiser Soze. He was at four games that day, and they were all in different countries. <laughs> yeah, but absolutely. yeah, I, I think we, of course we want um, uh, Mourinho, but we have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, Leicester City, talking of uh, Graham Potter, have already offered Graham Potter the job, and apparently he's turned it down. Nice tribute to Brendan Rodgers after all he's done for him, that isn't it? <laughs> right, just wait for his car to get out of the car park. Just, just. He's turning left. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Right, and press call. Graham, how you doing? Oh, I've, I've redialed Brendan by accident. It's a madhouse over here. Sorry, sorry, Brendan. Do you want me Thanks to come back? No, no, again. no, that's fine. That'll be all. Oh, dear. oh it's, 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 it's devastatingly disrespectful to Brendan Rogers, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but that's the way it goes, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I think, I just, I find it incredible that like barely hours had gone by and Leicester were like well we'll have you and he's like well just no you look you'd look too needy lads and Potter himself said he, I mean and fair enough and actually yeah. I didn't think there was any other response he could have delivered really which was that you know look, not, mm. not at the moment yeah Potter's like I'm taking about two months off to get my head around what on earth just happened yeah. um, but he turned it down you know who's you know who's favourite in some quarters to take that job go on Rafa the gaffer that's a lovely fit is it not 
Rafa um, Benitez, Leicester City. Do you remember his last effort? Yeah, but that was at Everton. In the Premier League. What does that mean? Look at Daishi, he's doing great stuff. Is he doing great stuff? I mean, you know, Everton on 27 points with three other teams. It's been two months since he took over. Uh, listen, no one would like to see what I consider to be a top five most electrifying move in sports entertainment, yeah. which is the final whistle goes after a Rafa Benitez masterclass. The glasses <laughs> come off, folded up, put in the top pocket. Yeah. That is a fantastic move and everything I pay my Sky Sports subscription for. But I don't know how happy Leicester fans will be um, with with that appointment. Although I do absolutely think, based on the manoeuvres that Rafa Benitez has been on recently on the telly, <laughs> he would absolutely be beating their door down for it right now. <laughs> he loves it, old Rafa does. He's, he just doesn't give a shit. No. He, he's straight in there. Straight in there. Yeah. Asking for about 40 players mm. and um, probably... Arguably, just about keeping them up. Yeah. So, so Rafa, I know, I know you're a former Liverpool manager, and so if you wanted to come and manage at Everton, it might be a bit. Sorry, when do you want me to start? I don't care. Like, <laughs> literally, it's just you can't get enough of it. Um, what? But, but teams they need like an old hand to come back in and steady the ship. Every team needs a former manager to come back. Look what Palace have done. You know, yeah, that's the right move. Andy and Vish. Were saying on Friday to me, oh, what what are they doing? How is this going to be improvement? And I was saying, you just wait, lads. Oh, you just time. bloody wait. Roy and Ray driving to training together, still doing the same routine. Ray's got his old man legs out. Come Ray's on. Ray's got his same shorts on. I love it. I mean, <laughs> he's come straight from the gardening because he was gardening yeah. when the job came up. You know he wears those shorts every day other than if he's if he's at a wedding or maybe Christmas Day. No, well, first of all, he's definitely wearing them on Christmas Day. No, Second, no. I was going to say he begrudgingly put a pair of trousers on for his own kid's wedding. <laughs> no, he's he's not wearing them on Christmas Day, and I'll tell you why. Because obviously now it'll be the King's speech, but previously, a bit of respect for the Queen's speech, he's putting a pair of trousers on, I reckon. All right, stop rustling your words, Ray. <laughs> it's, the, it's the King's speech. <laughs> I thought I loved it when Roy Hodgson said in his post-match interview, new pro glasses as well, Roy. He yeah, said yeah. Um, he was asked about everything. I, was, I mentioned this yesterday. He said it's a wonderful feeling. Of course it is. It's a wonderful feeling. <laughs> I thought he was going to break out into the black eyed peas. What is it? Go, go uh, for unlikely. It. Unlikely. Yeah. The, the who? Let's not take the piss here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the black eyed peas? <laughs> I'll take the piss. Um, I'd love to. I'd love to see Roy. Yeah. Do a post-match interview where he just has to answer questions about the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> well, dear me. Can I, can uh, I just br- briefly? Uh, it's against the protocol, really, because yeah. I know it's your your hosting, not me. But I really want Am to I? ask you something here because we were talking briefly about um, about Graham Potter and about Brighton mm. and all the rest of it. And I was surprised that Jules mm. wasn't really that bothered about Potter. She, I thought she'd be um, she'd still you know be um, be a fan of his for all the all the stuff he'd done. And she said that she still quite liked him, but she wasn't that bothered. And then I saw a Brighton fan page yeah. uh, on Twitter, and it's a really popular Brighton fan page. And it says, um, and this tweet really stuck in uh, my mind. I just want to read it to you now. It says, uh, Graham Potter was back through 11 games without a win at Brighton, six defeats in a row, two wins in 18 for a club record worst start to a season, 14 home games without a win, another club record. He repaid that by walking out and asset stripping the club of all its staff. Justice. Hashtag BHAFC. Um, I wasn't fully aware of the animosity towards him from Brighton, given the job he did there overall. Yeah, I agree with you. you as well? Yeah, that does does surprise me, actually. Um... (sighs) The funny thing is, is that, you know, he's obviously 
not done very well. And actually, under Deserby, Brighton are better. Yeah, I think that's fair. And that does, you know, he's he he's obviously building on Potter's fine work there, but it's it's such a shame. And ugh, look, when you if you're someone like Graham Potter, it wasn't that long ago. Of course, he was managing in Scandinavia. And then, of course, he comes over here and he's at Swansea and all these jobs. And you're building your career very, very nicely. Yeah. He, he couldn't have believed in his wildest dreams. He'd be managing one of the biggest clubs in, in the country. In West in London. The, in, <laughs> one of the biggest clubs in West London, uh, yeah. in the Champions League, all that kind of stuff. And you and obviously, the salary is where he's a human being. You know, you, I understand that temptation. And, of course, in other countries, Italy is the obvious one, where, of course, they have a far more um, richer and downright quality uh, of, uh, you know, sort of richer uh, sort of history and, and culture of breeding coaches and, and, a, and a lot more quality than, than we've produced here, uh, certainly in recent years. Um, but you, you will see managers who go from smaller Serie A clubs to bigger clubs. Sometimes it, it works out, sometimes it doesn't. In England, it, it never works out when, when an English manager is given a chance at a big club. I know Eddie Howe, you could argue, but when he took over, they were battling relegation. Um, and there's still early days for that and it's still early days it's a bit of a unique it's a unique situation there as well I'd say but Potter it looked like he was more well rounded more well thought out and so on so so I understand why he's he's taken that move and hindsight's a a wonderful thing but do you think to yourself you know what you're doing great stuff at Brighton you've had a wonderful start to the season just stay there a little bit longer just just you know, but then I suppose one could argue that, that if you're going to move to a bigger club from a club like Brighton, there's 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 not really much in between. And in fact, the job he was doing at Brighton and what Brighton have proved is actually anything in between in terms of size is probably not worth your time, or it's a bit mad. You know, you think I don't know Everton, West Ham in terms of the size of the clubs they use. It's funny because I said yesterday that I thought that, that it felt like a, a big a step too big, and there should be something in the middle. But I I don't actually know what that would be. If I'm honest, I, I might look abroad. You know, obviously, I don't know his situation, his family situation, and all that kind of stuff. These these are kind of big moves, but with regards to Leicester City, I just suddenly thought, you know, when I talk about that, you want that old evuncular type character to come back who knows the club and all the rest of it. You know, Sven. <laughs> there it is. There we go. So we'll build up to that. Does that mean you want to end the show now? You said that. No, I don't. I don't want okay. to end the show um, with with Sven. I want to end the show with someone much more reputable and. Um, and and tasteful. I want to read an extract from Richard Keyes' blog um, from yesterday. Said no one ever. <laughs> no one's ever woken up and thought that. This is thanks to John Hamill uh, for sending us this as well. He said, it's great to see Roy Hodgson back in business. What an impact. You can agree on that, right? I totally agree. I thought it was a great start. So far, so good. I was worried. I thought, I thought, I'm agreeing with Keyes' blog here. It's What's got going in. on? Yeah. I thought... What other kind of wisdoms is he going to come out with? I was listening to the Black Eyed Peas with him last night, (laughs) goes on to say. (laughs) It was a big call by Steve Parrish to invite him back to Palace. But going forward, why not Alan Pardew? Ah, (laughs) there we are, Keezy. There's the man. Why does Pardew never get a mention when jobs become available? He's a proven Premier League manager and would do a very good job for someone. Well, of course, he was Crystal Palace manager uh, once upon a time, was Alan Pardew. Um, But I I, I was just, I was so pleased that Keyes added that because, as I say, I was was terrified that I was going to start agreeing with him. But it's it's just another in the the great pantheon of comments um, featuring Richard Keyes' opinion, which are (laughs) overwhelmingly informed by just simply the last person he spoke to. (laughs) 
He's basically he just saw Alan Pardew the day before. Alan Pardew was on the show. Why not Alan Pardew? Why not this guy? I'm pointing to right now. It's eh? just like a human. It's just like a human cushion. Like the is. impression of someone's ass just left. It stays embedded <laughs> on him until someone else sits on him. Yeah, I mean his last job was at Aris Thessaloniki, of course. Yeah. Uh, Pardew managed. Um, a, a number of months really there left by mutual consent it's not going very well is it Alan across his last four jobs spanning six and a half years I think or six yeah, years yeah, yeah. he's picked up 14 total wins <laughs> his last job uh, he was sacked by West Brom in 2018 on the 2nd of April uh, 2018 I'm sure West Brom fans uh, were celebrating the anniversary of that uh, a couple of days ago yeah, but he left th- them rock bottom and won 3 out of 21 yeah they were on a run of 8 successive defeats yeah but going forward why not Alan Pardew going I forward I would rather <laughs> I would rather my club was managed by just an empty pair of Ray Lewington shorts <laughs> Oh dear. Well, what an end to the show, everybody there. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, uh, of course, to uh, to Richard Keyes for giving us an out there. But thank you very much for listening to today's Ramble Reacts. A new Guide 2 episode will be in your ears later this afternoon. And it's a cracker. We're reliving one of the greatest games in Premier League history. That time when Liverpool beat Kevin Keegan's Newcastle 4-3 back in 1996. A truly legendary game in English football and huge in the history of Newcastle United. So check that out later. Tomorrow, Vish and I will be back with a brand new Ramble Reacts after Chelsea and Leicester's first games of the post-Potter and post-Rogers era. So get your ears around that lot very, very soon. Uh, And of course, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Football Ramble. And do remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Thanks very much. Thank you very much. And I, listen, I love doing these shows with you, these, these React shows, and I've bloody enjoyed this one as well. Thank you to Spurs. Thank yep. you to Everton. Thank you to Roy and Ray. Mm. And thank you to Keezy. But most of all, thank you to everyone who listened and is still listening at this point. Um, you, you're saints, all of you. God bless you all. Damn right. Nothing more to add. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 